Welcome to Grow Your Influence Tree with your host, Leonard Kim. This is the show especially for those that want to be among the top influencers of the world. We'll help you build your brand, tell the most compelling story, build your reputation and grow your audience, and attract the top clients and customers. Listen to the experts. Think like they do, and you'll be on your way. Now, here's Leonard Kim. Hey everyone, Leonard Kim here, and today I have an interesting guest with us. Her name's I Addison Zhang. Uh, she's a teacher, uh, or actually a professor, who's an entrepreneur too. Uh, before hopping onto this phone call or on this radio show, I think I mentioned a few things about how she's making a transition out of leaving uh, the professor career and then moving into becoming a full-time entrepreneur. So I'm assuming that her career is going pretty well in the entrepreneurial world, right? Uh, I, I, I think so. I don't know, but I, I hope so. Well, I mean, it's pretty hard to go and leave a job and then like move into the entrepreneurial space full time. It's not something that a lot of people are able to do because you have to like supplement yeah. your income, make sure you're able to survive and things like oh that. God. So you have to be doing pretty good, exactly. right? <laughs> yeah, it, it is actually very challenging. And uh, I remember when I was on another uh, podcast interview and I said that you know, sometimes in the entrepreneurial like uh, world, <clears throat> people say that, oh, just do it, just quit your job. I think that piece of advice is not very solid, especially if you have young children, because based on what I learned the first year or so, it is very challenging to generate any sort of like big income. So a few hundred dollars here and there, and that's about it. So I have been kind of doing my side hustle and keeping my full-time job, and now I feel like, okay, like feel comfortable and safe and to say goodbye to my full-time job. Like I think of two years ago, I just like, I, I don't think I would feel comfortable to do this, and, uh, but now I feel like I got more like validation and social proof and podcast interviews and speaking uh, engagement. So that definitely gave me some confidence to do this, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, let's say a year ago we were talking and I was like, I, you know what? You should quit your job today. You're going to make $200 for the rest of the year. <laughs> You'd be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and, I, I mean, that's the stark reality when it comes to, like, running a business. Like, a lot of people think, oh, I'm going to be rich overnight. This is just going to work so fast. But, I mean... I've been there. It's taken me, I, I, my first year, I don't think I made anything. My second year, I think I made maybe like a grand. I don't know. My third year, I started making decent money. My fourth year, it's like, oh, cool, there's more money. And my fifth year, it's like, oh, yay, I could probably live off this. But, and, I know. I, I, I think the first year was my time to kind of discover my personal brand. I'm sure we are going to talk about it, which I still feel like I don't have 100% clarity on my personal brand, but the first year I basically didn't know what I was doing. I was producing content, I was talking about this, I was talking about that. I was like all over the place. And then the second year I think I'm definitely much better, but yeah, it is a journey. And the journey prepares and gives me clarity and prepares me for something bigger, but definitely, yeah. So I resonate with you on that. Well, it's understandable to have uh, no direction and kind of want to do everything when you first start building your personal brand. Uh, I know when Ryan, yeah. my business partner, he first wanted to start, this is even before he met me, he was like, he wrote like 50 articles. He was going around telling everyone he wanted to speak and do all these crazy things. And in six months, his um, social media following grew to like 200 um, people were maybe seeing his content. He was just annoying a lot of people, telling them that he wanted to speak. But then um, he was only speaking for free. So, uh, sure, you could go out there and do a lot of things, but then it's always good to kind of do them in the right order so you can really leverage that success. But sometimes if you do the things and you just keep doing them, you're going to find some success like you have. So yeah. you've been doing this for, this is your second year. So we, uh, our home is in uh, Philadelphia. So two years ago, we relocated from Philadelphia to South Korea. 
and because of my husband's job. So right now, I'm actually in South Korea. We are heading back to the United States this summer. So I have to say that I think my true journey started after we came to Korea. Because when I was in the United States, I'm still teaching right now, but I just teach my classes online. So when I was in the United States, and because I have been working in higher education in the U.S. for 10 years, and uh, so there are certain things that you are supposed to do as a college professor, and how you think that you're supposed to say, research you are supposed to do. So I feel like I was really limited by what I was supposed to do. So coming to Korea, there was it was so it was so interesting because in this foreign country, nobody knows who I am. I don't speak the language. So all of a sudden, I have become an outsider, and that feeling of being an outsider transformed, like gave me a lot more courage to do what I wanted to do for a long time. So finally, I stopped caring what others say about me, how they perceive me, and I started to become more authentic, closing the gap between my public image, what I was supposed to say and do as a college professor, and the gap between that and my authentic true self. So I think that's when I really started my entrepreneurial journey. And before that, I was mainly, I don't know, just like I enjoyed producing content, but I didn't really pursue this as like, oh, eventually I want to just pursue this as my, my full-time hustle, you know, my, my, my job, or eventually full-time entrepreneur. I didn't have that idea once in the U.S. But coming to Korea, I was like, okay, I'm going to start this. So officially two years since uh, April 2017, but before that I was just, I don't know, like producing content for the fun of producing content, yeah. Mm -hmm. So basically what ended up happening is you went to a new country, no one knew you, no one could talk to you, no one's opinion of you mattered, you just felt like all oh, these people, you're like, okay, I, I, I don't really feel like I exist anymore, so I don't care what other people think, I'm just going to be myself and just do something on the internet. Exactly, it's like... We were just crazy. Okay, it doesn't matter if you're a crazy error, right? So it's like nobody cares. And that's how I, I think, because I always had this fear of blogging. I'm always used to academic writing, you know, research. Research papers, I can do that. But blogging is very different. You have to share a lot of personal voice. I wasn't sure about that. I was like, oh, am I supposed to say this? Is this, like, too personal? And will people get mad if I say this? Because nowadays, I talk about education. I say that our education system is in crisis, all those issues. But two years ago, I wouldn't feel comfortable. So, like, right after we came to Korea in May, I launched blogging. I started blogging on Medium. And then in June, I launched my Facebook live show, and a few months later, I launched my own cons consulting company. So just one after another, almost like back to back. Well, the good thing about it is usually most people, before they make that decision to go out there and produce something, it's because they get sick and tired of being in a certain situation. Like me, I was sick and tired of being sick and tired of like working at a dead-end job and getting nowhere. I think for you, when you went outside, you were, like, sick and tired of not being able to communicate and talk with other people. And you're like, I don't know the language. I don't know the culture. Everyone's a stranger yeah, around me, yeah. and no one sees me. So then that drives the decision to make something happen. And in two years, you've been... Yeah, I also... Sorry to interrupt you. I think on top of that, I also felt like... I don't know if this is, uh, like, media age crisis, but I think I'm like, almost 40 years old. And I just felt like I could almost predict my life, you know, go to the same university, teach the same classes, work with the same coworkers, and do similar type of research, go to the same conferences. I just felt like I was not growing. Every day was kind of like similar. I could almost predict my life in five years, 10 years, 20 years until I die. And that to me was so scary. I, I felt that when I was in the U.S. I felt that. So I, I was like, there was that desire to want more. But I didn't know or I didn't have the courage to do anything. I was like, 
okay, just everybody else is doing this, maybe I just suffer through. But yeah. I, I feel like coming to Korea was the trigger. Yeah, so I have both, yeah. In foreign country, also that desire, just like, there, there should be more to life, right? I just can't do the same thing over and over. <laughs> and life. I was like, really? Yeah, I I I'm like I'm gonna have to answer these phones for the rest of my life and um taxes are keep going up, cost of living is gonna keep going up, I'm gonna keep getting paid the same, so I'm just gonna get poorer and poorer and poorer and I'm just gonna die. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> yes. So <laughs> and also I just love traveling. Yeah, anyway, yeah, go ahead. In the last two years, you've gone out there and you've created content. You've been invited onto podcasts. You've had like features in like Forbes. What else has really happened in the last two years? So I think uh, I, this is. Uh, I hope you can give me uh, some advice. I feel like my biggest um, problem right now or issue is like really gain clarity because I feel like for other people and this is okay. I do Facebook ads. Or like for you, you help people grow their influence and build amazing personal brand. And I feel like for me, I don't really know what is that one thing that I do. I can tell you a few things. And so maybe there is a common theme among what I do. So my, like the past two years I have, I got like I, last month, two months ago, I interviewed Seth Golden, which was just like so, like I still can't believe that actually happened. Like my brand has definitely grown a lot. I got speaking things and all those things. But I, I just feel like, so I do speaking and I do social media marketing. But my central theme, I feel like, is really to transform education. That is my calling. I actually grew up in China, and uh, I really hated Chinese education so much. That's why I left China in my very early 20s to come to the United States to pursue graduate school. But after 20 years in the U.S., I really see common issues between the U.S. educational system and Chinese educational system. So my goal is to, that's why on my LinkedIn, I, I call myself a disruptor. That's really how I see myself. And uh, so I, I do a few things, like I do social media speaking. I also do social media consulting. But I'm also passionate about equality for women entrepreneurs. For example, my friend, two other friends, and two other like uh, successful entrepreneurs and myself, we are organizing a summit later in this year in Boston. It is called We for She Summit. It's really to uh, bring more gender equality to female entrepreneurial environment. To like in terms of funding, you know, accelerator programs, all those things. So that is another thing. And also, I'm creating an educational, an alternative educational experience for young children to, to go to a different country to cultivate their entrepreneurial spirit or mindset and to practice digital storytelling and to immerse themselves into a local community and to practice project problem-based learning. So I'm launching that later this year. So that's another thing. And I'm also affiliated with another uh, uh, influencer, she teaches soft skills. So I'm her affiliate, and later this year, I'll be teaching a course on soft skill course. And for me, I'm also launching uh, like another course, which is what I created. I know you have the 4V kind of system to help people build their personal brand. So for me, it is a 3C system to help people grow their personal brand because that's what uh, I experienced the past four years and I have more people asking me this question, hey, I, how did you do it? So I want to offer a digital course. So overall, and eventually I also want to coach other educators who were like myself, who are struggling, who wanting more in life, but they didn't know how to branch out to become a consultant, to become an entrepreneur because I struggled so much a few years ago, I was like, I wish there were someone, a consultant, to help educators like myself back then to branch out. So that's kind of the things I do. I just feel like I'm just all over the place, and uh, I don't have that 
like central like message clarity like okay this is the one thing I do I don't know if that's like if they're confusing or that's that is wrong or I should I don't know I'm just confused about my own confusion I guess <laughs> so you can really let me know <laughs> it's okay don't worry about it <clears throat> so you want to do all these different things and you're looking at your own personal brand and you're kind of trying to figure out what the real positioning should be, right? Yeah, like all those things are what I'm passionate about. So I'm passionate about four things. Number one, traveling. That's why I incorporate like traveling because I think my brand is classroom without walls. I think the best education happens outside of the classroom, not inside, but outside. So traveling, entrepreneurial, like cultivation and the problem-based learning and digital storytelling. So those are the four things that I do. And uh, it's not a central message, yeah. So I, I, I want to gain more clarity. I don't know if this is okay. If there are people like me who do kind of different things, that's kind of their specialty, or I'm just like, this is totally wrong. I should just cut off something and just focus on one. So I, yeah. So there's a lot going on here, and we could definitely see what we could do to um, help get your positioning down. But let's hop over to a commercial break, and after the commercial break, let's really break down the strategy on what you could do. If you want to find me online, you can find me at Mr. Leonard Kim on Twitter. Where can people find you, I? Uh, the same, uh, on Twitter, on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, the same name, just my name, yeah. I, Edison John, yeah. Perfect, and we'll be back after this commercial break. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We get Guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Want to improve your health, business, and life just by listening to a radio show? Well, we can at least move you in the right direction. Listen for Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Each week, Allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others. From beauty to health to business and personal relationships, we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers channel now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop take voice america on the go and listen anywhere get our mobile app for iphone blackberry or android at the apple itunes app store blackberry app world or android market we don't follow we lead join us the voice america influencers channel This is Grow Your Influence Tree. To reach Leonard Kim or his guest, call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop a line by email to hello at leonardkim.com. Now, back to Grow Your Influence Tree. Hey everyone, welcome back to Grow Your Influence Tree. I'm here with I, and we've been discussing a lot of different things in regards to what I's been looking to do. She wants to do all these different things. She wants to build out courses. She wants to disrupt the uh, teaching industry. <clears throat> she wants to support women. She wants to go out there and um, travel. And there's all these different things, right? And then <clears throat> I guess a lot of people... Um, can feel quite overwhelmed because they're like, okay, this is my personal brand and um, how do I focus on like just doing one thing? And it's really a valid question to have. Now, the good thing about everything that you want to do I, is they kind of fall into a few main categories. Usually mm -hmm. there's a way that we perceive ourselves 
and there's a way that others perceive us. And our personal brand is really the intersection between how others see ourselves and how we see how we see ourselves too. So when we kind of get that, oh, I love that. That's so brilliant. Yes. <laughs> it's okay. Ryan came up with it. It's not that great. I didn't come up with it. <laughs> um, but if you think about it, like we see ourselves as certain ways. We're like, okay, I'm fun. I'm entertaining. I like to travel. I'm funny. I am this and that and that. And we could all come up with a list of all these different things that we see ourselves as. But then other people, they see us in a different way. Like other people, like let's say I was to grab like a, a 10 post-it notes and I wrote one word on each of them. And I got 10 post-it notes and I handed it out to other people. Now, if I handed it out to other people, some people would say some of the same things I said. And those would be my top characteristic traits. But then if I write down I'm funny and no one else writes down I'm funny, chances are I'm probably not funny. So that wouldn't be a part of my personal brand. Um, when we look yeah. at the personal brand, we really look at, uh, this is for the vision, and that's really for the positioning and everything like that. Uh, when we come down to really revealing what that is, we come up with three key things that um, really relate to us. One's usually career-related, one's usually personality-related, and one's really around your um, ethics, morals, and things like that. So now if we were just to take this quick conversation that we had, one thing that I found is a real part of your personality traits, that adventure-type, vacation-type personality, right? Yeah. So we'll put that into one category. Another side of that is wanting to help other people stand up for women and um, really have that. In, and then that's another core area, right? Uh, your humanity, yeah, your I, values, I can and your ethics. Yeah, I for a second. It's to inspire then, people. That's very important to me. I want to inspire other people, especially mm -hmm. minority, because I'm a minority. This is so, so, so important to me. Yes. Yeah, so those two things really stick out. But then uh, the third area, you're like, okay, I do social media, I teach, I want to disrupt the teaching industry. Like, this is where there's a little bit of a disconnect with um, how you really want to see yourself. And I think you're trying to find one core area where you're trying to put into that little triangle so then you can have the perfect triangle to really fit in. But it seems like you're trying to put like 10 different things in there because of all these different things that you mm -hmm. want to do. One of the best things that you could do is ask others, what do you see me as? Mm -hmm. And once you begin to ask others, that's what's really going to portray as what your strongest traits are. Like for me, I never really thought I was that great at personal branding, but then all these people told me that I was a great personal branding expert. I just thought I was just a marketer. But then when the market kept saying, oh, yeah, Leonard's great at personal branding. Leonard's great at personal branding. I'm like, oh, maybe I'm great at personal branding. Like for me, for example, I'm a digital marketer, so I know how to do marketing. I know how to do content marketing. I know how to do um, uh, advertising. I know how to do, like, all these, like, different things when it comes to marketing. I mean, I know how to do, like, I guess, like 50 different small little skill sets when it comes to marketing. But then when you combine all that together, um, the real core expertise of what I do, the thing that I do best compared to anything else is going to be personal branding and getting that person to really stick out and shine. So when, so I could either call myself a marketer or I could call myself as a personal branding person. So it doesn't really matter what you really tie in on. And it seems like a lot of the things that you have going on, some of them relate to teaching. Well, uh, let, let's take a step back. So everything you do relates to teaching. You want to teach people how to change the uh, education industry to be better. You want to teach students how to go out there and fulfill their lives. You want to teach entrepreneurs how to go out there and do things. So if you really take everything away, the core element there is teaching. So you have your three things. You have your vacation adventure side. You have your um, human rights side, and then you have your uh, teaching side. So now you flip all that together, and because you teach, you have the ability to teach in various areas. 
you could teach how to go out there and disrupt industries. You could teach how to go out there and um, have entrepreneurs go and use social media. You could teach all these different things because your expertise is now within teaching. So if you look at your overarching um, expertise as teaching, that kind of helps you hone in on exactly how you're positioning yourself. Yes, this is so good. Yes, let's go. Yes, absolutely. So that way, when you I went to go and that. teach all these different courses in different fields, your your job as an educator is to one, go out there and do research. Two, go and implement and try it out and figure out what works best. Uh, three, go out there and try, have others try it. Four, build a formula. And then five, go teach it back to people. And that process, that ability to teach, that's duplicatable in the course. That's duplicatable in teaching an education system. That's duplicatable in the way that you're communicating in um, Facebook Live. Uh, podcast interview, whatever it may be. You can duplicate that into any format that you want to. So when you're seen as a teacher or an educator, that kind of gives you that ability to go out there and hone in on what you're doing. Oh, I love this. I'm definitely going to really listen to this episode so that I can take some notes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, you can listen to it as many time as, times as you want. Um, another thing that you really want to do is, like, when I went through your uh, content, I see that you write uh, in a way where you're very enthusiastic, you're very yourself, and I could feel, like, when I read your content, I could tell that I'm talking to the same person that I'm talking to on the phone right now. There's all this excitement, there's all this passion, Aww. there's all these true emotions that's going on. So how you're communicating is great. Um, one thing I see, though, is that when I go over to your my story on your website, I see about three paragraphs and a few screenshots and a few more screenshots of, like, your story, right? Yeah, my website is actually, to be honest with you, Leonard, I haven't updated it, like, for two years. So I know that... I really need to work on that because it doesn't really reflect what I do and how much I have grown. So my website was created when I just launched, when I just started on this journey a few years ago. So I haven't done anything. Yeah. So you're right. Yeah. Well, the good thing, the important thing about a website is it's the uh, only thing that you own on the internet. When you're posting on social media, Maybe tomorrow that social media platform might not be here anymore, but that website, that's yours, right? You pay for it. You maintain it. It's all yours. It's your digital property, and it stays with you forever. Uh, unlike social media, one day a platform might be here, another, one, another day it might be gone, kind of like what happened to Vine. So it's always good to make or sure Facebook that you have yesterday, your... yesterday, right? Facebook hmm? yesterday. It was so crazy. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> because... You know why I remember? Because I had a Facebook Live show scheduled at 2 p.m. PST, and it just, Facebook was just not working, and I was panicking, yeah. So I learned. Yeah, and um, I had to do a live video yesterday, too, and now there's no live video. <laughs> so I understand <laughs> what you mean, and... Mm -hmm. It's always important to have your own territory online. So uh, if you haven't updated your website for a while, that might be something to really consider. Now, when Ryan and I, we sign on the client and we work on the bio with our client, um, let me tell you about why a bio is so important. So let's say someone's watching your Facebook Live. Let's say someone's listening to your podcast. Let's say someone's reading an article that you're in. Let's say someone's um, uh, reading a blog article that you wrote. What do you think the first thing they're going to do is? Like maybe go to my website to learn more about me and, uh, yeah. So With they're going to want to learn... To get... They're going to want to learn more about you, right? Yeah. So if that's the first thing that people are going to do, 
then that means your bio is the most important part of anything that you have on the web. The absolute most important part. Mm. Considering that all the content you're producing is guiding everyone back to your bio, that means that your bio is going to help people make decisions on whether or not they want to work with you, whether or not they want to follow you, whether or not they want you to be a part of their community, whether or not they want to take your courses, things like that. Does that make sense? Oh, perfect sense, yeah. So because it's the determination for all these different things, one thing that you really have to consider is... What do you want people to do when they read your bio? Mm -hmm. For me, it's fall in love with me. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. I love it. Yes. And for my clients, usually they want to feel the same thing. So how do you get someone to fall in love with you? Um, <laughs> that's a weird question, <laughs> but how do you I, do I, it? I can see, yeah. I, I think you just need to be really, like, authentic, share your true stories, not just, I guess, expertise, but actually who you are to see if there's that chemistry, right? Yeah, like, so you've been alive for, um, over 30 years. years? Let's be conservative. <laughs> <laughs> over 30 years, you've been alive, and... You were raised in China, and um, is that a part of this bio? Is there anything in this bio that resembles that right now? Um, I, I don't think no. there is, right? And um, yeah. that was is that a significant portion of your life. But, like, uh, I don't know. I have this question as we're talking about this now. So do you think people really care about that, or they only want to know what I have accomplished. Like, do, like, do they need to try, like, um, you know how we talk about know you, uh, like you, uh, know like a trust. So I feel like maybe people have to trust me first through my accomplishment and social proof. I don't know, like, how much where to draw the line between being, like, really personal, sharing, you know, I grew up in China and come to the U.S., how I rediscovered who I was, all this kind of, like, self-development like, thing. and Do people really care about that? Like, how much of that should I disclose in my bio? Who is your favorite person to follow online? Um, there are actually quite a lot. Quite, quite a lot, yeah. Um, uh, oh, this is a hard question for me to answer right now because... I say that uh, Gary V. Yeah, I enjoyed following him, and I learned a lot from him. Who? Uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. Oh, Gary V. Okay. Um, yeah. um, I'm going to skip that question. What's your favorite movie? <laughs> oh, there are a lot, and um, my favorite movie. Uh, let me think. There is a. Uh, a beautiful mind. A beautiful, a beautiful mind. mind. I like that. Do you like a beautiful mind because of the awards it won or because of its story? Of course the story, yeah. Oh. Um, so, I, I mean, when you really think about a lot of things, you're going to be able to see story versus awards, story versus awards, story versus awards. That's so um, true. Sure. I'm sure there's a ton of people who've received the National Medal of Technology. And, like, let's say I were to name one, Mark Humayan. Have you ever heard of his name before? No. No? He, he won a National Medal of Technology. That's one of the highest awards that you could ever receive from the president. And I'm mentioning okay. his name, and it means nothing to you, right? Mm-hmm. So how important really is that award, that accolade, and things like that? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's nice to have, but then it's not who what defines yeah. you, right? It's like, why do yeah, people you really help want me to... See it. Yeah, that movie analogy is so true. I never really fall in love or check out a movie because of the award. 
And even if a movie gets an award, if I'm not interested in the class, I may just check it out for five minutes. I will not be interested in watching the entire thing. So, yes, absolutely. Yes, I see it now. Stories, yes. My personality, yes. My stories. So, a bio, there's a certain way to do it really well. Uh, let's see. Let's talk about this after our commercial break, and then we'll get into more detail of how you can really break down your bio. But it's good that you're seeing your stories better. Uh, where can people follow you online, Nay? Uh, on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, just my name, I Edison Zhang. Thank you. Perfect. And you can always find me at Mr. Leonard Kim, and we'll be back after this commercial break. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to The Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Do you believe that being fit is difficult? Do you think it requires turning in your favorite comfort foods for boring chicken and broccoli and spending hours in a gym? It doesn't. Tune into Have It All with Devin Alexander. Devin and her guest experts will show you how you can have it all at any age, from relationships to money to thinking bigger than you've ever imagined. Devin will fast-track your goals to yummy reality. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. This is Grow Your Influence Tree. To reach Leonard Kim or his guest, call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop a line by email to hello at leonardkim.com. Now, back to Grow Your Influence Tree. Hey everyone, Leonard Kim here with I, Addison Zhang. We've been chatting uh, all day about personal branding and then we've got to the point where we really see the importance of the bio because um, that's the first thing people are looking up after they see your content, right? Is that right, I? Yes. Cool. And then um, we were about to get into how exactly to structure that bio. Now, one of the things that you want to do at the very beginning is because you do have accolades, uh, you do want to kind of show them off. So the first line of the bio should be written in the third person, and it's, um, I, Adzin Zhang, has been featured in Forbes, this other place, this other place. Um, she is a teacher who specializes in da-da-da-da-da. So that's like the first two sentences, right? Okay. Um, then what you want to do after you get those first two sentences out of the way, if someone's listening on the show and they've never been in Forbes, that's okay. Just skip it. Um, but after that, you just go, uh, you want to introduce yourself. You want to be like, hi, my name's I, Addison Zhang, and I'm a blah, blah, blah. So usually what I do when me and Ryan, we take on a new client, we ask the client to tell us everything about their life, how they were raised, what it was like, their um, kindergarten, their first relationship, high school, college, first job, first failure, everything that they can up to where they are today. And we sit on the phone with them for an hour and we record the conversation. And whatever comes out is whatever comes out. Sometimes we'll ask them leading questions that will help them develop out the more compelling stories of what they're sharing. And then all of that turns into this long 40-page document. And you might be thinking, wow, 40 pages, I don't want my bio to be that long. And it's okay to think that. 
because it probably shouldn't be that long. Um, I don't think people really want to read 40 pages of what you have going on. But the great thing about that is at the beginning of the bio, you could get really centered on what you do now. You could incorporate what your beliefs are. You could incorporate what you do for a living. And you could incorporate your hobbies and your interests, like your adventurous lifestyle and your um, uh, <clears throat> your uh, your vacationing into there. So people see that you're a well-rounded person. The reason that you want to add in as many details as possible into that section and maybe include like your family, your pets, and things like that is because when other people have pets, other people have families, other people grew up in the same place, all those things that you mentioned become relatable points where I could go, oh, me too when I'm reading your story. The more that I could say me too when I'm reading your story, the more I'm probably going to like you. So... When you think about writing your bio, some people just want to share all the happy moments of their life. But then everyone goes through struggles, and not that many people always have happy moments. So it's just not that hard, easy for me to really be able to connect to someone at a human level when it sounds like their life is perfect because it's like lives aren't perfect. And I have sad days. I have happy days. I have bad moments. I have sad moments, I have horrible moments, and I have great moments. If you look at like a movie like Finding Nemo, do you think Nemo's dad is an interesting fish? Do you think he's an interesting fish? Do you think um, Finding Nemo's, or Nemo's dad is an interesting fish? Of course, yeah, he's amazing. He's like, yeah, very interesting character. Yes, I I don't think I don't think Nemo's dad is that interesting. I think he's just a scared dad who's looking for his son. But I, I, yeah, but then he had that kind of little journey. I think that's what I what I think his uh, story is interesting. That like the journey almost like started as something like who's kind of scared, not interesting, but later has that little transformation and then, like, changed. So what keeps you paying attention to Nemo's dad, who's not that interesting of a character, is the journey. It's that journey to get yeah, to exactly. find Nemo. It's meeting Dory. It's going out there and um, having, and surfing with the turtles. It's going on, on to the shore. It's developing the character, right? Yeah, and also, yeah, yeah. And how the journey has changed him, right? Yeah. So, I, yeah, definitely, yeah. So, if, if someone's going to love Nemo's dad, a scared dad who just wants to hide because they've gone out there and went through a journey, doesn't that mean that people could love all of us if we share our journey? So basically, when you're writing down your bio, after you kind of get to the summary of everything, uh, you leave the option for the reader where if they want to learn more about you, they can learn about your early life. They can learn about your first um, first um, fight. Maybe they can learn about your first school. Maybe they can learn about your first entrepreneurial venture, the first time you discovered teaching. And all these different areas, and you can break those out into different sections in your bio. So you give people the option. First, they could take away just your accolades if that's all the information that they need. Second, you could give them a summary of everything that you stand for, everything that you do, and everything that you like doing. Third, if someone really wants to take a deep dive into who you are, you give them that ability to potentially read your entire bio so they could fall in love with you. I love this. Love this, yeah. And now as I think about it, the reason, like, I love how you mentioned earlier, my central thing is teaching. And the reason I'm so passionate about education was really because how much I struggled as a kid growing up in China. You know, I shared earlier and how much I hated the traditional educational system. I regurgitated information. Oh, I just don't like that. So that actually planted a seed for my passion and the desire to change and transform education and to teach in a different way. So everything has come together. Yes, I should add that story as I think about it now. Yes. 
Yeah, and if you think about it, let's say there's two doctors in front of you. One went to school because they wanted to make a lot of money. And then the other one went to med school because they had a family member diagnosed with something and then they wanted to make sure that this never happened to anyone mm -hmm. again. Which doctor do you want to go to? Second, of course. Oh. Right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So if you have that passion, that like that burning desire, when people see that and they um, understand why you do what you do, that just makes people want to just connect with you deeper. I mean, what you're doing with everything else, like interviewing people, creating content, going out there and doing things, that's all great and everything, but if people aren't falling back in love with you, then is that effort as powerful as it could be, or should you go and polish up the vision and get that positioning down and as secure as possible? Oh, love this. Love this. Yes. Um, I mean, we could talk about other areas of your personal brand, but I don't know if any of that other stuff would be as important or as compelling as getting the uh, vision down first, because I, I think for you, the most important thing that you need right now is to have that compelling vision where people just see your stuff and they just fall in love with you. Oh, so true, so true. I, I, I have that in my mind right now. I don't think I actually communicated that clearly, not at all. It is so interesting because, like, if this is something that is part of you for so long, you don't actually notice this. I don't know. I think it's <laughs> never, right? It's like, it's, it is invisible to me. I don't see it until you are telling me right now. I was like, yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, and it's so funny because there's indicators all around life that really point us in this direction. And we're attracted to certain people who are doing a certain thing. But then when we look at ourselves, like, I don't know, something just turns off and then we just go, okay. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So so I'm definitely going to just update my bio on my LinkedIn, uh, and now on my LinkedIn and uh, on, on my website, and just based on everything you told me so far, this is really great. And also, I'm going to update my summary on my LinkedIn page to add more of my kind of my personal touch, the stories you mentioned here, the emotions, the transformation, the why, the vision. Yes, this is this is amazing. Perfect. Well, once you have all that set up, I definitely want to see it. So feel free to send it my way. Um, I have a question. On a scale of 1 to 10, like the advice that I provided here today, do you think it's like a 1 and it's pretty lame? Or like a 10, meaning it's okay and good, I guess? <laughs> uh, 11. How about that? I love Ooh. it. Because, and uh, like, again, to you, you may this may seem like, wow, this is like so basic, so common sense. But to me, this is like a new perspective that I didn't see before. And that is priceless to me. So 11, maybe 20. So you definitely helped a lot. And, uh, and the stories you mentioned, I was like, I, 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 if, if it were not for this conversation, I don't, feel, I don't think I will feel comfortable to add my personal stories. I was like, nobody cares. I love the movie analogy, metaphor, and I think about it, that's exactly the case. And how I decide if I want to check something out or someone out or not, it is this emotional connection. And stories are such a great way to evoke emotions. And even when you are telling me, like those two different doctors, when you were talking about the second one, I found an emotional connection. It's a, it's a physiological change in my body. It is just so amazing. I, I didn't see that before. Yeah, and then, like, think about it past your bio, too. What if you're including this into all the content you're creating, like your podcasts, your Facebook Lives, your articles, whatever it may be? If you start sprinkling in some of that into there, would it be more powerful? Could it be more powerful? Oh, 100%. 100%. 100%. Yeah. 
Yeah. Cool. Well, I think that. Um, <clears throat> so, how soon do you think you could get all this implemented into your sites and everything? Three weeks? Because I'm traveling yeah. next week to San Diego for the social media conference. And uh, so three weeks, I'm going to keep working on this and updating all of my bio. And do you think this also applies to our social media? Like, for example, on Instagram, on Twitter, at some of those, like, story components? Oh, yeah. It definitely applies everywhere. I mean... Okay. Um, your social media is an extension of who you are. It's not a tool. It's an extension of you. Like, uh, it should be as synonymous as possible. Like, your social media should resemble real life as much as possible because that is what it is. I love this. Yeah. Right now, my social media, especially on Twitter and Instagram, and the bio part, I think I only highlighted, like, my social proof like, what I accomplish, and, uh, but now I'm going to change it, yeah. And people probably yeah, don't even remember after, now I think about, yeah, like, what, what does this person do? I don't even remember, but when you have that, some sort of, like, personal stories, and people will remember who you are better. Yeah, it's kind of interesting how it all works. Well, in three weeks, what I'm going to do is I'm going to expect an email from you that says, Hi, Leonard. Here's my updated bio. Here's everything. I've been able to implement this, and I want to show you what happened. Then in about three months, I want you to send me another email that says, Hey, Leonard, because I updated my bio, this is what happened, and this is the result of what happened. Oh, and then in six months, I want another email that says, Oh, Leonard, you know, uh, because... Because I've been implementing this more into my content, I've been saying this too. Oh, this is so sweet. Yes, thank you. Yes, I'm going to. I'm going to do it and keep you posted for sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah. I keep... I'm also going to follow you more closely on different channels to see how you uh, craft your story. Leonard, you are just amazing. Oh, I'm just okay. I'm not that great. <laughs> well, I wanted to thank you so much for being on the show today. I, I mean, I had a lot of fun talking with you and showing you all of these different things. Uh, and everyone who's listening in today, I wanted to thank you all for tuning in for another episode of Grow Your Influence Tree. You can always find I at I Addison Zhang online, and you can just Google her name, and um, all her profiles will appear. You can Google Leonard Kim, and hopefully you'll find me. But you might also find some other doctor who has my name, but hopefully they'll find me. So, you know, just take a look around, go explore, go see all this great content. And if you're really thinking about growing that personal brand, um, I also have that book that's coming out in October, Ditch the Act, Reveal the Surprising Power of the Real You for Greater Success. So make sure um, once that's all set up and up onto Amazon and everything to grab a copy from there or Barnes & Noble or something and you'll have all the tools you need to build a successful personal brand. And once again, thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Grow Your Influence Tree and we'll see you next week. Thank you for making us part of your week. Listen for Grow Your Influence Tree with Leonard Kim every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Stand out, stand apart, and become a top influencer. We'll see you here next week.